Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm joined with my co-host Sid. How's it going, Sid? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Um, a lot's been going on in the Champions League tonight. Um, so we can quickly just sort of summarise that today. So it looks like that Manchester United are out currently. Is that right, Sid? Yeah, so they're out. Um, I think it is. I, was, I, was, I thought there could be stipulations, but I think even if PSG do lose their game to Istanbul, I can't yeah. say the name, but whatever it is, um, I think they might go through uh, still, but it just depends on the score, isn't it? But um, currently we're out of the Champions League, but uh, a yeah. quick roundup, um, Ole's rubbish. The team played <laughs> rubbish and um, it's very well deserved. So, yeah, on to the next round. But <laughs> Whoa, That's really, really honest of you. No, uh, it's true. It's, I, I got nothing more to say. They don't. They didn't deserve to go through based on that performance. So, it's shocking. Yeah. I was just saying to you, off air, I actually didn't realise that Justin Clavert signed for uh, Red Bull Leipzig. So, he scored, I believe, the last goal in the, in yeah. the game. So, um Oh no, he scored the last. He scored the third goal for for Leipzig. So so yeah, that was a bit of a surprise when that came up <laughs> on my score sheet. I, like, I didn't know he signed for them, but yeah, so that was a bit of a surprise. So I'm not sure if the viewers are aware that there was a match postponed uh, regards to PSG and Istanbul Başakşehir. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, due to some sort of racism incident before the game, so it was supposed to be restarted at 9pm but it, I believe it hasn't gone through so uh, I think it was during the game oh was it during the game yeah I think uh, there was an incident where I don't know what happened but I just think uh, the fourth official used a particular time and um, yeah it rattled the Istanbul coaching one of the coaching members yeah and then um, he got angry and then Demba Bar uh, got angry as well and then you know rightfully they all decided to walk off the pitch yeah and um i think like you said when it was meant to reconvene at nine o'clock um because there wasn't many officials uh available to take the place of the fourth official it would have meant the person who's in charge of the var would have had to swap with the fourth official so a lot of the um, PSG and Istanbul players were just like, no, we don't want that. So I think that's why it's been postponed until further notice. Yeah, that's it's, it's such a shame because there's been so many incidents that's happened in the course of the last few days where you've got fans that are finally back in the Premier League, for example, or I should say English football. And then you've got Millwall fans who booed the players on the pitch um, as they were doing the, the protest that normally done for Black Lives Matter beginning of the game so it's just been a bit of a crazy weekend and for me the officials in terms of FIFA, UEFA, FA whoever is responsible for these kind of matches need to take some sort of action and punish obviously fans have just been let into the stadium but something needs to be done right now because it's becoming a bit too regular right now and it's just out of order Um, so yeah it's it's not the best way to start the show in terms of what's going on in the world but it is what it is unfortunately um, I was watching the Barcelona game against Juventus um, so I should have watched one of the British teams but I was just like yeah I think this is more of an exciting fixture if I'm honest with you um, so that was a quite a decent game Barcelona actually quite frustrating to watch like they were doing good like 
tippy tap sort of football around, but there was no end product. Um, and I believe the referee had quite an awful game as well, regarding some decisions. Um, the first penalty probably should have been a penalty. There was another incident before that with McKenney for Juventus, mm. uh, which was more of a stone cold penalty, in my opinion. Uh, the, yeah, the referee just had one of the games, and in fact, the VAR wasn't helpful in that aspect either. So, um, mm. overall, good game, good good win for Juventus. Um, but it, it goes to show that it's not just in the Premier League we're having issues with referee and VAR mm. is going across Europe now as well. So, um, so let's concentrate on the Premier League. Um, I think it's probably right that we go to the first game. Is Spurs? Just <laughs> awesome. What's with, what's with the chuckle there, Sid? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I don't know what what can we say. We we called this from the offset. We did. Um, is. you know, we didn't see much beyond. I mean, to come from Arsenal, would we say walk in the park? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I think it was more yeah. than deserved by Spurs. Arsenal, I just don't know what's going on. To be fair, um, you know, Son and Kane just. Their partnership is just next levels, isn't it? You know, yeah. and you know, Hoiberg, he's in the midfield, he's just a class apart from most people, yeah. you know, and he's working well with Mourinho. Um, yeah, I just think one thing that I was confused about was the whole Partey injury, yeah, you know, where he came off and then you know, he just that, off. yeah. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm off. Silly. You throw it after as well, if I'm honest with you. I'm out there. Silly, mate. But I just don't know, man. I I found that a bit strange. And, you know, that allowed them to, you know, counter and then run up that pitch and score. So, you know, Arteta was fuming. But I I just think it's a standard victory. And, you know, it goes back to what Roy Keane says. You know, I think they'll have enough to stay on. But, all right, in, in all seriousness, Sid, are Arsenal really in the relegation fight? No, 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 no. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not that bad. Let's not, yeah. no, we can joke, but I, I think when it comes to it, they're going to struggle. They'll finish in the top half for sure. Yeah. But it, it, it's just not working for them at the moment. And Arteta, unfortunately, he's, he was a gamble, isn't it? You know, they, they saw and felt that. He was under Guardiola's tutelage and he would have picked stuff up and old Arsenal player and, you know, it was that fairy tale that they wanted, but yeah. nah. But I, would they keep him? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, though? That's what I was going to ask you because I don't think it's like, I'm, I'm not saying he's he's not the... I think the problem is bigger than the manager, in my opinion. Like, the way the club is run, it's just a shambles, like, all over the place, literally. Yeah. Um Obviously, their recruitment in the summer wasn't the best. I think in terms of Gabriel, he he looks a decent signing. So he's done well um, as he started his career at Arsenal. William, for me, was just like a, a bit like, why did you sign William? Like, it was just like one of those ones. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. I think he was linked to both Liverpool and Man United. We were, and both of us were like, good riddance. Like, we didn't get him for our clubs. Because it's not, it's not a signing that you would get excited by. Um, not saying he's not a good player or anything, but I, I think he's at this stage where he's probably just playing for the, playing for the next paycheck, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, um, yeah. 
technically good and everything, but he's not the right player to kind of move you forward as a club. And that's the kind of signings they needed at the time where they'll take the team to the next level. Um, you know, we've been speaking about this fella the last two, three weeks, Ozil's MIA. Uh, there's rumours today he's actually possibly joining Fenerbahce in January. Really? Uh, yeah, so I'm not sure on what sort of terms it is, but that's his. That's the current reports regarding him. And obviously, for Arsenal, they they, ha- they have to sell him. If he's not going to play, there's no point of having someone on the bench. Oh, it's not on the bench. Sorry, he's not even on the bench. Uh, in, <laughs> um, in, in in terms of like paying that salary, like that can be used to finance another mm. player coming in. So, yeah, I, I, if I'm honest with regards to Arsenal fans, they just have to be patient. I know it's probably like something they've been hearing for the last God knows how many years, but it's a big project. Like it's, it's probably the toughest job in the probably European football. If I'm honest with you, probably alongside Barcelona, Barcelona. In the so? State, I think so, because look at Barcelona. They're like ninth in the league. They lost on the weekend as against Cadiz. I think the name, the team is, and they're like three points off relegation as well. So they're in kind of similar stages, I think. In terms of this season, not overall, because I think Barcelona's downfall has been in the last couple of years, possibly. Whereas also it's been ongoing for a long time, I would say. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think obviously with Barcelona, their situation is more of a thing where Coleman's kind of coming as a stopgap for Xavi whenever the presidential elections happen, which I believe is in January. Oh. Sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead. I don't what Why are they waiting so much for Xavi? I don't understand. Like, what has he proven? I don't know, mate. Because that could be like another Arteta situation. Yeah. You know, of course he's... Sorry, no offence, but of course he's going to do well in United Arab Emirates or whatever it is, wherever he's managing. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but you haven't got that experience with quality players, the demands of like high quality leagues and all of that. So I just think is this a mistake? You know, it's, like, it's kind of similar to when United recruited Ole. So mm-hmm. it was a thing where because the club that's such a sort of like an unstable moment right now and the fans are getting distressed as well. It's a thing where if they appoint someone like Xavi, it'll uplift all of them in terms of their support for the team. And they might see or maybe give him a chance. The way Chelsea have kind of presented for Frank Lampard, where mm. club legend, like if he if he doesn't do well next season, they'll give him a chance for another year or maybe two years later because of his status at, at the club. So it might be just something where they're like, Xavi is the guy right now, because let's be honest, there's not many people out there to recruit in terms of management at a higher caliber as well. And obviously, if you've got a former legend, that's probably someone that they'd probably want to look into. Uh, so yeah, so Barcelona is just like another <laughs> another situation. But mm. back to the Arsenal Spurs game. For me, Spurs fully deserved to win the way they controlled the game. I've I've heard a lot of stuff in the media where people are like, oh, it's such a boring performance, or Mourinho back to being like you know old Mourinho where he sets his team out where he scores and then they play defensive. That's football. You have to deal. With, you have to deal with teams like that. His mm. success has been around that where. His attack is so strong that they can afford to score one or two goals and they play defensive second half. That's game management. That's what you call it. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's not all of, like you don't get you don't get points for playing the best football. There's no bonus points for that, you know. So it's not fancy football, you know. So uh, <laughs> it is what it is. It's a results game. And 
they're doing really well. So you can't you can't knock that off in that in that aspect. So mm. so yeah, so fully deserved for Tottenham. They maintain their position uh, top of the league. Uh, so we got in the top of the league. We can speak about Liverpool. Mm. So Liverpool won four now. Um, what can I say? What can I say? What game? Uh, <laughs> I won't speak too much in terms of like the actual goals or anything because there's a few players that I feel like I haven't spoken about in my reviews in the past week. So one player I'd like to mention is Curtis Jones. So he's been quite regular for the Liverpool team. And for me, a youngster who's just literally broken into the team has just been phenomenal. Uh, and players such as Naby Keita, mm. Oxlade-Chamberlain, I know they've been injured, but they should be very wary of their position because right now, for me, he starts ahead of most midfielders in our club. That's really? how well he's done, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so if it was a fully fit team, for example, obviously we've got a lot of injuries. We get injuries literally every game. Um, so the first choice would, for me automatically would be, well, I'll say Fabinho, but I said last week as well, that he's a centre-back, in my opinion, this season mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. it would be Henderson and it would be Thiago. And it'll be one out, but then you've got Curtis John as the next person in line. Like, I wouldn't put Naby Keita or Oxley Chamberlain ahead of him. I really? literally, that's how great he's been this season. So, credit to him. And I'm, I'm, re- I'm really excited when I see him on the pitch. So, there's a lot of areas where he can improve, but he's young, he's only 18, 19. So, he's got a lot in his locker where you will see the more he plays, the more he develops as well as, as time goes on. So, so yeah, so. Literally, my team of the week that we do every week Sid, could literally be a full Liverpool 11. That's how great I thought a lot of players were. A special mention I'd like to give is to our goalkeeper. So, young mm. goalkeeper that made his Champions League debut last week, but also his Premier League debut. Um, obviously, 4 0, so you're like, oh, probably he didn't have a lot of work to do during the game. But the way he played, he made zero errors whatsoever. Like, he looked so comfortable and accomplished in the, in the sticks that literally. You've forgotten about a certain Adrian in the squad because he looked so like confident the way he was playing. So what about Carriers? Ah, uh, Carriers is out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about him anymore. He's gone now. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so another youngster who's come in as well. And obviously, you have to realize with our injuries as well. Most mm. teams that don't have their first choice regular centre back pairing and the mm. midfielders that we've got out. A lot of teams will struggle. We we could literally field an injured eleven. Like that's how many injuries injuries we have right it's now. It's quite so, a lot. You don't realize that. No, no, we've got lots of injuries, and we've had to blood in our youngsters from the reserve team. So eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds, and each and every one of them have been phenomenal. So it's credit to Klopp. He's built a winning mentality at the club, and players that come in as well, they don't feel too overawed when they play for the first team. They feel comfortable. So. That's another testament to the experienced players that we have at Liverpool as well, where they've open-armed the youngsters when they come in and they can just play their game without worrying about too much pressure in terms of performing. As long as they play as a team, they'll be fine. So, so yeah, I was excited to, to watch that game. There's a lot of, lot of positives to, to take. Um, Salah was probably the man of the match as well. I think Robertson got it officially from... Uh, was Ali McCoy? He was doing a commentary on Amazon Prime. So obviously, slight biases there, but Robertson for me has been, in my opinion, the best Liverpool player this season. He's played every game, and not only because of that, he's just been phenomenal in terms of the way he's played. So he was injured a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, but he's just literally just showed it on and he just played very well. So 
Mm. So yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't speak. To, you know, I can speak so much highly about my team, but you know, I don't want to take up the whole show. But uh, yeah, very, very impressed with the way the team performed and and Ginny as well. For me, another star performance from him, and that goal was just amazing. Like that was like watching the Holland Ginny, yeah, isn't it? The way he just yeah. ran forward and scored. Because you can argue Genie in Holland, he's still effective for Liverpool, but it's like he's a different player for Holland, if that makes sense. Yeah, like he plays slightly different roles. So at Liverpool, he plays more as sort of like a number six slash number eight, where he's been used to control the midfield more. Whereas when he plays for Holland, he's got a free role. So he tends to make more runs. Like He's like a number eight slash number 10, where he's got more freedom to go up top. That's why you get so many headers and so many like tappings here and there for Holland. So for me, a message to my club is literally give Ginny a contract, man. He yeah. needs a contract. Like they need to stop waffling around, give the guy a contract. He fully deserves it. I don't care how old he is. Like, look at the way he performs. He's definitely one of our best players and has been consistently for the last few years as well. Like he never gets injured. So you have to take that as a plus point as well. So so yeah, so that's my message to my club there. Yeah. Um so moving on to your club, Sid. So West Ham versus Manchester United. Give me your thoughts on the game. Um, it was a good game. I'm just, I think it's further highlighted in today's game as well. I'm just tired of us conceding first. Like, yeah. our, we defend so badly and it's like we need the other team to score first for us to wake up, you know. But... Yeah. Yes, it's great that we can come back and secure the points and the victories and all of that. But you just think, is it really necessary? Everyone's like, oh, we've won our first five away games of the season. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I can't stand these stats. It means yeah. nothing to me. It means zero. Yeah, everyone's yeah. just like, oh, we're the first team to have won so many away games at the start. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, but we're still fourth. What does that mean? <laughs> does that make sense? It's like, if yeah. you're swashbuckling and your performance and everything's playing and going well and you're top of the league, you know, no one's in catching you, then you can start reeling off these facts because it's significant. It's got weight to it, you know? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, United, I think credit where due, isn't it? Because he made some good substitutions at halftime. You know, that changed the, the game, you know, Fernandez, Pogba, you know, and I was happy with that. But yeah. I still think, you know, you can't be doing that against the big clubs because yeah. unfortunately they will punish you, mm. you know, and I like it um, that we we have got reserves and we can, you know, change the games. But it's too risky for me and I, I just think we've still got a game in hand and when you look at it if we was to win our next two games which is going to be difficult because it's against Man City but beat them and then our next game in hand would be against Villa you know we're not that far off the top no you know so it just shows you how the quality isn't there this season in the Premiership, I don't think. Yeah. You know, you've got to give props to Liverpool because obviously their their whole squad is just depleted with injuries and all of that, but they're still yeah. up there. But I don't yeah. think it's the same quality period mm -hmm. across the league. So, yeah. but yeah, United, I mean, look, it's a good game, but I, I'm. It, it doesn't excite me. It's not where, yeah. 
I can give much credit because I think these are the games that you should be winning anyway. Mm. You know, you shouldn't be in those positions where you're clawing back the game or you're securing the points late on. Great. Okay. Do this at the start, manage the play, and then play good football so people can actually see what you're about. Do you see what I'm yeah. saying? That's that's it. But yeah, I mean, look, good performance. I'm happy that we got the points, and that's what that's what I care about. We got three points. Scrappy game, fine. But if we win, we win. You know, if it counts towards something at the end of the season, I'll take it. Yeah, but I understand your point because you don't want to be known as that team where you have to be a you have to be behind to get a reaction out of the players. It should be a thing where it's set out from as soon as the game starts. You don't yeah. want to be known as comeback kings for not like for every game. Like sometimes yeah. it's, it's good if you you know if you're playing a difficult game where for some reason the team have just scored and then you have that mentality to come back and win. That's different. But if you're doing this every game, for me that shows that the team hasn't been set up correctly in the beginning for you to make an effect and score goals at like the first half, for example. So mm. so yeah, it's been it's been yeah. I would agree. I think it's a good win for, for your team, but some of the reactions regarding some of the performances were a bit over the top. So I, I think I sent you a clip where there was a YouTuber that said that Pogba's the best DM because <laughs> of that performance that he had. And um, I don't know, there's one or two other wild statements. Rashford, that better than M- Mbappe. Mbappe, yeah. It's, it, I think, anyway, it's, it's, it's Christmas is coming. I don't want to be rude, but it's just people are just... <laughs> I don't know what is happening upstairs because yeah. I'm not even saying Rashford can't be on his level soon or is, is far away from Mbappe, but... Yeah. Nah, nah, he's, 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 far, he's far away, man. Mbappe's he's, not, he's not far away because... Mbappe, I don't think he's far away. It's just different, isn't it? You know, And I think yeah. Mbappe... I, this is an age-old thing. Could he do it in a premiership? It's questionable, isn't it? You know, we don't well, know. He's he might, not here. He might be at Liverpool next year, so you'll, we'll see. We'll soon find out. You know, yeah, what I mean? anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I mean, yeah, some of these guys are a bit far fetched, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it happens when when your when your team's won in that sort of fashion. So fans do get that sort of overall emotion. So I understand that. But mm. one thing that sort of was bizarre news straight after the game, and especially leading up to. Such an important game for your team this week um, is Paul Pogba. So his agents come out saying that his United career is over and they're looking to leave soon, like possibly next month, in fact. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts on the way the news is broke um, and your stance on this sort of views coming from an agent. Like It's a bit rare that an agent comes out speaking so publicly about their, their client like this after such a good performance and he's actually playing a bit better now as well. So what, what are your thoughts on that? I think uh, his agents actually shot himself in the foot because mm. I think previously these things would have been said with the hope that it would have put them or well, given them the upper hand in contract negotiations because yeah. obviously we're trying to negotiate an extension to Pogba's deal. You know, yeah. And previously Pogba stated that he wanted to stay. And you're right, after Saturday's game, yeah. I do believe, you know, it highlighted, you know, what importance he can have to us sometimes, you know, and what he does bring to the team. But unfortunately, and this will answer your question, I think it's time he went because we're not going to be held ransom by Paul Pogba. Pogba is not 
Rooney of old, where Rooney could warrant such issues. You remember when he was like pushing for a Chelsea move and there was yeah. uncertainty whether he was going to sign a deal. That was when we could be like, oh gosh, let's take note because Rooney's our star player. He's consistent. You know, he brings everything to the team. Paul Pogba, go, my friend. Like, it's it's time. And I just think this is the changing times of football where a lot of the emphasis is taken away from the actual pitch, whether we talk VAR, whether we're talking about money, whether we're talking about agents, you know, it, the whole footballing aspect is, you know, going down. So I think the agent, you know, he's got previous, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people stay away from him yeah, and his players. Uh, unfortunately, his players could be itching for a dream move, but they won't get it because nobody wants to work with that agent. How do you get 10 million by negotiating or agreeing a deal? You got thirty the Pogba deal. Yeah, that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, regardless, yeah. I'm saying on average you're getting you're ten million. Average, yeah. Yeah, and it, it begs the question: How has it come to this? First of all, is it only going to get worse? And what does actual Pogba say in the situation? Does yeah. he actually want to leave, or is he being, I hate to say it, but poisoned by Mino? You know, yeah. and. I think it's time, you know, I don't really rate Carragher too much, you know, and all of that. But he's, his comments was just comical, you know. He was just like, oh, he's the most overrated player on the planet. You know, it's time he left. And I, I, I agree with him. Mm. I don't see what Pogba brings us on the regular. The yeah. fact that he doesn't start, yes, he's had injuries, but he's not Pogba that we hoped he would be. And cut losses, get rid of him, get him off the wage bill. Van the Beek's there, you know, that's a good replacement for me. So I would not miss Pogba at all. Yeah, I think with Carragher's comments over the, I think it was yesterday he made those comments, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's got nothing to do with the rivalry between the two clubs. I feel no, like no. he's been frustrated in terms of talking about Pogba especially alongside Gary Neville, where Gary Neville's always defending Pogba. And it's like, one week you're like, oh, he hasn't played in his best position. Or when he does play, oh, he's not fit enough. Or respect him, he's a World Cup winner. Or like, There's always excuses for Pogba, like why he hasn't performed yet. But at the end of the day, it's been how many years, Sidna? Four years he's been at the club? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just not happened. So it's, not, it's nothing towards... Paul Pogba or anything like that. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. And it is what it is kind of thing. So you just have to be honest and say, look, it hasn't worked out. It probably suit both parties that, you know, he moves on. And I'm sure he'll get interest from other clubs. I'm not sure in terms of where. Like, I, I can see teams like Real Madrid, possibly PSG, and maybe return to Juventus. But mm. in this current climate, I don't even know if those kind of clubs can afford a player of... Um, Pogba stature because of the finances around it would be you know it would be literally big moves for these clubs mm. where salary brackets and all sorts will need to be broken to get that play into their club um, so yeah it's a tricky one for me um, personally the agent that he's represented by from, from what I know in terms of Liverpool we don't have any players that are represented by that agent because Klopp's had previous experiences with that agent I think in his Dortmund days so he knows he's probably the worst person to deal with. And it's the thing where he's mm -hmm. like, all right, fine. 
if you're represented by that agent, unfortunately, I can't sign a player like that because it's bigger than just signing a talent when you sign players. It's about the person as well at the same time as well. So if you're represented by someone who's got such a bad press amongst his peers and also anyone involved in football, like even fans, we know he's a terrible agent. Like He's money hungry. We all know it. We can all see it. So it's just a thing where... Like, Haaland's represented by him, unfortunately. Mm. And I would love mm. to see Haaland at my club. But we wouldn't get him based on who his agent is, unfortunately. Mm. It is what it is. So, and that's probably... You mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. So it's the reason why United didn't end up signing him. Because of the relations regarding Pogba's mm. current statue, their state of state at the club. So, it's just one of those ones where... I don't know, like, personally, I'm just a neutral in this. I don't really know the dynamics in terms of their relationship, like player-agent, like, are they close or whatnot? But Paul needs to think about his career right now, where it's not worked out. And if his agent's just doing moves to make money, it's not for his self-interest. It's for his own pocket. So no. Paul Pogba needs to think a bit more seriously in terms of what he needs to do. Because if he trusts his agent, fair play, do what he needs to do. But... At the minute, your career's been at a standstill, in my opinion. When you're at Juventus, for me, that's when you can say this is a world-class talent or someone that's set, mm. that is set to be that next big player. You know? But it hasn't worked. So, it is what it is, I think, in terms of Paul Pogba. So, we can leave it at that. Um, so, let's move on to Chelsea. So, another win for Chelsea mm. against Leeds United, who, for me, have always performed well. Um, and played some good football as well during the game. So it was a difficult game for Frank Lampard's uh, side. So what did you think of the game overall? Yeah, I think it was good. I think it was good. Um, I was actually quite surprised at how well Chelsea played, to be fair, against a strong Leeds United team. Um, you know, I certainly thought when Bamford scored, it would be where they shut up shop and not really shut up shop, but it would be where they limit Chelsea's opportunities. Yeah. But I think, you know, credit where due, um, Giroud for me is probably their best striker, like actual finisher. Yeah. Um, Werner, he played good. Mason Mount is continued, continuing to show like, yeah. like star quality. Um, I just think Liverpool, Liverpool, yeah, sorry. Chelsea are more critical clinical and um to be fair to them the Leeds United goalkeeper kept them in that game yeah Mesler, he was a good yeah he some of the ch- he saved a lot of chances you know yeah. and I think credit has to be given to him because it could have been like a you know a, a greater score but props to Chelsea I mean they are starting to play good you know um whether this can be consistent throughout the whole season, I'm not sure. But yeah. definitely in terms of this game, you know, I can't really fault them. It, they, their defence is looking solid. Mm. You know, they got Ziyech, you know, he's very attack-minded and he's always a constant yeah. threat, you know. And Werner, even though he missed that sitter, you can see what he brings to, to the to game. Talk about that, Sid. We need to talk about that. What an awful, awful miss. Yeah. That's yeah. like the worst miss I think I've ever seen, Sid. And I'm, it, and I'm sure we've seen some shockers. Yeah, it's embarrassing. But you know what? Like, uh, No, do you know what? Let me not lie. It's embarrassing. It, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing, isn't it? Like, he, he can't... You can't not have that brought up in the end of season bloopers or whatever, do you know? It, you yeah. know, 
when they look back at the season because I think that was just terrible. I love the you way know. you tried to justify, like, you know, he, he tried, no, nah, yeah, it was I can't, but you know, are you happy that you didn't get him, basically? Um, I still rate him as a player, so I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, he's not that good because he didn't join my club. Um, I still rate him as a, as a player. I think he's going to take a bit of time to get used to playing at this level because, so, for example, this game, he has a lot of chances to score and he made some, mm. like, Chances where you've probably seen him convert in Germany, mm. like it, it ha- his game hasn't quite clicked. Where I think normally in in Germany he has a bit more composure when he's one on one with the keeper, yeah. whereas right now he seems quite rushed. So I think that will come in time, and I think he'll be a bit more clinical. But but yeah, he takes quite a few chances to score. Um, he... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know how it is in this league, like. There's some games where you literally get one chance or two chances and then you need to take it with both hands. Um, so right now, that's going to be the key because uh, even though I quite rate Drew, Drew is one of those players where he can have an off day as well, which is probably why he doesn't start whenever he's at a club. Obviously, France is different because it's more international football. It's more tournament-based. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably been a question mark on Drew that he's not very consistent. But obviously, when, mm. what he brings to the team is completely different to any other players. Tammy Abraham can score goals, but he's not consistent. So mm. their goal scores are good goal scores, but they're not consistent. So that's the difference between that level to elite levels where you've got players like, well, I was going to use Aubameyang, but that's not the right example at this stage. Um, but, you know, players like Salah, Mane, like, who are consistent when, they, when it comes to goals. Um, so that would be a big factor, I think, against the big teams when they go through the season but also further down the line where right now games are going to be thick and fast as well so maintaining their sort of fitness levels at the same time will be a, a tricky one in my opinion no but to be fair they have got good quality strikers they do they do you know yeah. and you know there is that ability to rotate but like you said it's not where you're going to have oh Giroud's not playing oh I know Tammy's going to score for yeah, guarantee you know, yeah, I agree, and that's the it, problem. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just those fine margins where, if a like I said, if a Drew's out, yeah, Abraham comes in, but is he going to make that same impact? Is he going to get that clinical goal that Chelsea need to win the game, for example, like mm. during a tight period? Like, is he going to get the winner for us? So, obviously, he's a young player, so time will tell in regards to that. But, but yeah, I, I would agree with you in terms of their squad. I think they they've got quality all around. To be honest with you. Um, mm. even like the like the goalkeeper has been a great signing. Um, I've yeah. mentioned that previously, and their defense looks solid. Like it, Zuma. it, it kills me to admit it, but Thiago, when he signed, I was like, oh, a bit old, but he was the kind of signing that I wanted Liverpool to get, like mm. for one year, for example, because it's like he'll come in with like such wealth of experience, like it will rub off on like the other players in the in the team, and you know you've got someone who's done it all on the bench, so whenever you need him, he's there. But he's at a Chelsea team playing every week now. So credit to him. He's done really well mm. at the club. Their fullbacks are um, ever improving as well in Chilwell and Reese James. Mm. So Kante is playing a little bit better now as well from what yeah. from, from previous because yeah. he's playing in his more familiar position now. So it's yeah. good to see that, in my opinion. So this so is yeah. the thing, yeah. Yeah, so onwards and upwards for Chelsea. So sorry. Uh, fully deserved their their win over the weekend. Uh, so the final fixture we'll talk about is the Man City one. So 
not much to talk about if I'm honest with you because it's kind of straightforward in terms of the result, right? Mm. Uh, KDB solved the show as always and Raheem Sterling back as well from injury. Um, played really well, scored a goal as well at the same time. So, pretty standard victory, you say? Yeah, I mean, I was looking at it and I was, I was looking at things to discuss and even flag. I mean, I think, again, this is a game where I think Man City should have scored more. To be fair, they didn't. They wasn't clinical. The right back had a good game. I think um, Cancelo. He, yeah. I, I think last season was just like a good introduction for him, and he's like, you know, slowly showing his worth. But I can't really say too much beyond that. Man City is a standard victory. No offense, but it's Fulham, isn't it? So, yeah, it was a standard they, they victory. Have, the only thing I'll say for Fulham, they have improved their performance levels. In the last um, couple of weeks, obviously this result didn't pay off for them, but at least on their their side, at least they can see improvements in their team. Where I believe they beat Leicester last week, didn't they? So yeah, two one, yeah, which is really so, good. Uh, yeah, which is good for them. So at least that will give them a bit of confidence. This fixture would always be like, uh, like a, you, you try your luck and see what happens, kind of thing. It wasn't a guaranteed result game for them, but um, but yeah, I've been standing for City, so we'll see how. Their next week plans are obviously they've got a, another fixture with their rivals, which we'll talk about later in the show. Uh, but we can do our team of the week. So, Sid, I'm hoping there's not like a United 11. Like, I could have easily got a Liverpool 11 out, but I thought, let me be a bit more modest here. Let me just well, bring out my team. I might come with a selection, you're like, oh, Sid, you're, uh, Aussie, you're, you're biased again. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So, Firstly, what formation have you selected for your team of the week? I actually did four, two, three, one. Oh, nice. Okay. So who have you yeah. selected as your goalkeeper of the week? Um, Henderson. Henderson? What? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Why I can't I have Henderson? Oh, you know, oh, God. No, um, it was a it, it was a tie up between it was a close one between Pope and um, the Leeds guy Mes Mes Meslier, um, but I went for Pope in the end. Yeah, what about you? That was a good shot, actually. I, for me, it was a difficult one, but I've gone for Kelleher for Liverpool, just because mm-hmm. of the of him being such a young player as well. But he just never looked out of place in terms of the way he mm-hmm. played. Like I was impressed mm-hmm. with him at Ajax. No, but seriously, because you know. If you watch like match of the day, and all that, everyone you know spoke quite highly of him. So, um, yeah, I was just impressed in terms of maturity in, in his game. Like only eighteen, nineteen. So, um, I feel comf- comfortable knowing that we have a keeper in our ranks like that, rather than breaking the bank in January for another goalkeeper mm-hmm. or next summer. So, for me, he's well equipped to be number two in my opinion. So, uh, he's young as well. Yeah, young. So he's got plenty of time and. He'll get lots of games because of the way Liverpool play. We have to play so many games um, in different competitions. And uh, Alisson, unfortunately, does have that in him where he might have a few injuries here and there. So it's good to have a keeper where you you have that trust. Whereas I think, I think all Liverpool fans can vouch as well. Whenever Adrian plays, for example, I'm not the most confident when I see him. Like, even when he kicks the ball, like literally my heart is like in my mouth right now. So it's, it's not how you want to watch your team play. Mm. But... Um, so that's why I've gone for Kelleher. But for me, Pope was the next in line. I think he had a really good week um, mm. and saved, made a lot of saves that could have given Everton the win in the weekend. So, so yeah, it was, it was, it was out of the two for me. So I've gone for Kelleher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
who is so you've got four uh defenders so who's your left back uh, i've actually gone for your boy robertson i guess we don't need to speak about that for you so um <laughs> on to the next one <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm quite highly, so yeah, you can move on to your right back. <laughs> oh, Cancelo. Cancelo, yeah, you mentioned him earlier on as well. Mm. Who's got two centre centre backs? Who did you have? You had him as. So I've got I've got three defenders. So oh. I've got Robertson on my left side. I had to add him there. Like, for me, I know he's not a centre back, but come on, now. he's just he's just star the show right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I've gone for Vestergaard for Southampton. In my centre of um, well, the yep. heart of my defence, uh, he's been phenomenal for the last few weeks. You got him as well. Yeah. Uh, good, good. Like he's just been amazing for Southampton, and like even just the way he plays as well. Like he's got such great ability on the ball. Uh, made so many passes. I think the penalty that they got in there was from a long pass that he made, and obviously his bullet header as well was just like icing on the yeah. cake. Yeah. And he's been quite helpful in terms of set pieces. He scored quite a few goals already this season. So yeah, one of the star star performers, I think I would yeah. say, uh, yeah. in the Premier League, to be honest with you. Um, and my his partner mm-hmm. it will be Aldo Wyrold for um, Tottenham. For me, he's been mm-hmm. quite consistent mm-hmm. last few weeks, uh, and I think the game against Arsenal as well. You can just see his dominance as well. Like he has such like they they seem so composed in the back. I think that's because it comes from mm-hmm. him, where it's that leadership qualities that he has. And like no one seems to panic. Like no offense, I think Arsenal weren't really troubling Tottenham in the first half, but second half they had a lot more possession. But Tottenham just never looked out of trouble. Like they just felt so comfortable in possession with him in the, in the team. So, so yeah. Mm. So that's why I've gone for Alderweireld in my team. So who are your two uh, centre back? Yes, yeah, so I had Vergastad and then um, Alderweireld as well. Oh, you got the same ones. All right, cool. Yeah. Fair play. Fair play. Uh, so you've gone for four, two, three, one. So who's your two midfielders? I've gone for Hoiberg and then uh, the Bruyne. Okay. What about you? I've gone for Genie, one Adam. Uh, oh, surprise. Hmm. <laughs> I he's going to do that. Yes. Um, for me, it was just the goal as well, the way he scored it and his performance didn't step up, he didn't do anything wrong in my opinion. So for mm-hmm. me, he... I had to add him in my team. Like, I know got a bit of a little little biasness in there, but for me it just had to be done. I've got Eze from Crystal Palace again. So I've had him like I think a couple of my selections, but I was really impressed the way he played because I think it was Zaha's first game back as well. And you can see the way these two have linked up in their Very play. Well. Like he adds something different into that team where I'm not sure if you remember when he first signed for I said that's a, that's an unusual signing for Palace because they normally go for that safe signing where it's a midfielder with experience where they've gone for a youngster who's about to maybe be that next big thing in my opinion. So mm. he's quite an adventurous player and like, he adds something completely different to that team. Um, creativity from a midfield that they probably never had in a number of Definitely. years. So yeah, and like for me, he was just really, really good and then obviously gave an assist as well for for Zaha. So I was quite impressed with him. So that's why I've got him in my team of the week. Um, so you're free. Who do you have? It's a weird one because it's not your conventional front free, but I had to fit him in. Uh, yeah. So I've gone for Mount, Fernandez, and Zaha. And okay. typically you would have Mount in Fernandez position, but I think I was just 
pleased with Fernandez and the impact he had yeah. coming on. You know, and Mount, like I said, he. I think he gets a lot of stick because a lot of people think that, you know, he's a teacher's pet and, you know, both for England and Chelsea. Yeah. You know, they think, you know, either Grealish should be in there or, you know, when Madison's free, I mean, uh, back from injury, he should be in there. But yeah. you got to give him credit. And, you know, slowly I'm, I'm seeing, you know, good performances from that Chelsea squad. So yeah. credit where due. But, yeah, that's my front three. What was your setup? Yeah, just regards to Mount as well. I, I've been quite impressed with him. I, I did like him last season as well. And he's a player where he can play in different positions as well. And he doesn't look out of place. So he mm. can play deeper as a sort of number eight. Like he can play out wide as well on the left and can play as mm. a number 10. So he's a great squad player as you have. So mm. I think, yeah, his performances over the weekend um, showed that as well. I, I didn't have him in my team, but it was quite close. I've, I found this one to be quite a tricky selection. So I've gone for Zaha on my left wing. Mm-hmm. And I've got Son, who doesn't normally play number 10, can play in that position, but I had mm-hmm. to fit Son in just because of, for me, he's just been un- unbelievable in the last few weeks. This season. Crazy, and, isn't it? Yeah, in this season in general, not in the last few weeks, he's just been unstoppable. And I've had to put my man Mo Salah on the right wing. Got assists, got a goal as well. Like, come on now, you can't you can't knock that off. How many is that? So you've got the goalkeeper, you've got the left back, and you've got Genie and then Salah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, okay. we want to We've got that, you know. I know Chris Palace on five one, but you know, we got one of the high scoring um, scoreline over the weekend. So it's expected to have a few of those players in the team, you know. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. So who have you got up front? Is it a Liverpool player as well, or? Oh no, it's not a Liverpool. No. Player. Who do you have up front? Uh, Kane, <laughs> Master yeah, Kane. Right. Uh, so I've got two strikers. So I've got Harry Kane, and I've added Benteke to my team. I mean, <laughs> there's no need for that. Said, come on now, come on now. That's a Benteke. Yeah. Because it's been a. I feel sorry for him, you know. Like he's not a bad player, you know. So it's been a while since he's been on the score sheet, and he got two. He's not a game. bad player. <laughs> he's not a bad player. Come on now, he's not a bad player. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let me not start. But yeah, he's, no, he's uh... not a bad player. So I do feel for him that he's not really had. Sort of that rub of luck since he's been at Palace. So I think two goals over the weekend, I think, deserves to be in the team of the week. So that's why I've gone for him in my selection. Solid team, though. Solid yeah, team. yeah. It's good. I feel like I have to switch up my formations because so many star performances in midfield nowadays. So it's just like, yeah. it's hard. It's hard. Like, there were so many players I had. Like, I've, I had like a long list before I could even put a formation out because so many good performances. Like, Fernandez was one as well that I wanted to add, but I thought Eze for me just stood out a bit more because of the way Crystal Palace played. Mm. Um, whereas Fernandez, not to kind of take advantage, of, but he we expect it from Fernandez to where he plays for United. But Eze for me has been ever improving, so I thought he definitely has to be added in my team. But but yeah, it's been it's been one of those weeks where there were a lot of star performances. Um, so regarding star performances, how have you done in your fantasy team? Hmm. Um, I think I got sixty oh, points. Yeah, but it's still I'm still not moving up. How about you? Yeah, I I think because of my poor performance last week, I've literally stayed more or less around the same position. So I'm still twentieth, which is oh. like for me is disappointing because I was third two weeks ago. So I'm just trying <laughs> to like I'm literally facing relegations on in my eyes. So so yeah, yeah. that's. A, 
big down for like being Champions League all of a sudden, boom, relegated. Um, so yeah, it's been a tricky one, but so we actually have for the first time joint manager of the week. So there's two guys in our team in our league that have got very high points. So Daniel Domina, again, who's I believe number one right now, mm-hmm. he got 95 points, and another uh, gentleman named Kwame Levels. Oh, he was, I think he's trying to set the levels here with mm-hmm. 95 points here as well. So, congrats wow. to both Daniel and Kwame there. Uh, that's high performance, there, isn't it? Like, that's very high. Points, so, I'm a bit like, my god, that is going on. So, no, so credit to the, to the two guys there. Um, especially Daniel is still top of the league, so he's maintaining his, his um position there. Um, so preview to match week 12. So the biggest game this week is the Manchester Derby six. So give me your thoughts and give me a prediction. How do you think you'll pan out? Mm, I don't think either team is plague exceptional. Um, haven't been many standout performances of the season for, for both. Um, I think it's the first time where we'll probably go into it equal yeah, you know, you couldn't really call it. Um, I'm gonna have my Man United hat on and go for 2 1 to okay. United. Um, City's strong, don't get me wrong, but I, I think um, United's just got that a little bit more now, anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, but what about you? I think it'll be sort of like a cagey encounter if I'm honest with you. I'm not expecting to see a lot of goals. I think considering the result from today's uh, Champions League draw where United lost, I don't think Ole would have that mentality where he'd want to go all out in terms of attacking-wise against one of the main rivals in the, in the league. So I can see it being like a 1-1 um, score. I, I, I can see it being a draw. Um, but yeah, I don't see a lot of goals in my opinion. What we will see and it might be like 5 nils or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. to eat my words, but... Um, but yeah, I'd go for a 1-1 uh, result there. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. So guys, uh, don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, with some more content. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you soon. Take care, guys. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you.